In this month of February, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and the one and only Enza. My name is Chris. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of The Last of Us on HBO Max, this time with episode six, titled Ken. That's my Ken right there. Ken. Ken. I, uh, you know, we use that word where we hail from. Kentucky. 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 Yeah, the hollers. in the name. (laughs) That's where the name comes from. My Mm. goodness. Them forefathers were got, they got it right. It's like Rome was founded by Romulus and Remus. Legend has it that Kentucky was founded by two brothers, Carl and Tucky. (laughs) Yes. And somebody approached Carl from Ohio and said, hey, do you know that guy? And he said, yeah, that's my Kentucky. (laughs) And thus a state was (laughs) born. (laughs) Don't. Okay. I thought you were going to press the other one. No, that deserved a drum roll. (laughs) That was off the top. Uh, We just finished watching The Last of Us Episode 6. That's how we do it here. For those of you that are new, we watch the episode as a threesome. We have a threesome, (laughs) if you will. And we go straight to the microphones. Mm -hmm. We don't watch after the episode with Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. We don't watch the next time, like Episode 7 footage or anything like that. We don't have time for that and the threesome. No, 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 no. (laughs) I thought you were going to say we don't wash up. (laughs) We don't do that either. Yeah. We just hop straight on the mics and mm-hmm. talk about the episode that we just saw. What we'll do is we'll go around the table without spoilers for the most part, talk about our overall thoughts. Then we'll dive into a scene-by-scene, play-by-play recap of the episode, followed by three fun little segments, our Fireflies segment, our top three favorite moments of the episode, and then Bullets and Pills, Maybe. our Easter eggs, things from the game and references to the, the property as a whole that we pull up from this episode, and then finally, our Outbreak performance, our favorite uh, performance of the episode, what we see is the breakout in the Outbreak show. Yeah, get it? That's how it goes down, baby. Please take a moment to rate and review the show where you're listening to this. We're almost to a thousand reviews on iTunes, well over that on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate those of you that have done it already. But there are many, 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 many thousands more that I get it. Life's busy, you know. Uh, you, you just haven't taken the time hey. to press that five-star button. Life comes at you fast. It does. <laughs> and therapy can get you. <laughs> you'll, you'll get that joke later if you're new here. Uh, yeah, so you can do that. You can also go to patreon.com slash streaming things. If you have uh, solvency in your life and you want to throw a little financial love our way, we would appreciate that. You can subscribe at a variety of tiers, but it's not all for nothing. You get benefits as well. Extra content, access to our Discord, our undying gratitude, handies from Jimmy. Depends on the tier that you sign up for. Mm. That's the, the lowest tier. That's the, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's so tier. Most people just decline. The left hand. <laughs> like, no thanks. We call it the stranger. Um, that's that's a thing as well. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Pod, uh, all over the place. Just Google it. 
Use the googs. Googs. We appreciate you guys for being here. We really enjoy talking about The Last of Us. If you didn't know, we also talk about Yellow Jackets each week with our dear friend Madison. That's a ton of fun leading up to season two of Yellow Jackets. And if you're watching on the YouTube, you may notice. The YouTube. Things look a little different, a little a little brighter. I don't know yeah. if that's the word. Well, definitely brighter from last week, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the the renovation of the studio continues. So if you are watching this on YouTube, you will notice that we have a little bit more lights. We have some RGB lights, mm. RBG lights, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg Ruth lights. Ruth Gator Binsburg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, they're really, really cool, and it's going to allow us to have uh, much more fun. Like if we're, if we're doing yellow jackets, boom, we got a yellow light. If we're doing Last of Us, boom, we're back to green lights. Oh, my gosh, how crazy is that? <laughs> so, all right, let's dive right in, guys. It's late. It's uh, Eastern Standard, late as fuck. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I have like four more hours in my night. I know, you'd be all right. <laughs> Lay down. Your, your thoughts on the episode. How'd, how'd it go for you? Episode six. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so listeners who follow me on social media might know that I came down with the flu this week. So I started feeling ill on Monday. Tuesday, it was like full-blown. It was awful. So I w- I've been laid up for most of this week, and I really didn't start feeling better until yesterday. Um, so in that time... I had a lot of, you know, space where I was just chilling out, sitting on my couch, couldn't go anywhere because if I stood up, I felt worse. So I played a lot of The Last of Us video game and I played all the way through Henry and Sam section. I played all the way through what this episode is. So watching this episode with that so fresh, freshly done in my mind was really crazy. I don't think... Except for maybe the first episode of Last of Us, I think this is the one that I'm like, oh my gosh, they're just like firing off like every single bit from the game is in this. Like, boom, boom, boom. This is in the game. This is in the game. This is in a completely different game. This is in the second game. Stuff like that. There was just, there are bullets and pills scattered all over the ground with this episode. And I loved it because, you know, we're really starting to kind of finally get into the real emotional core of the relationship that is Joel and Ellie. You know, we've been building and building and building into it. They, the barriers have been coming down over the last several episodes, but this is the episode where it's really, okay, they're locked in, they're ride or die, they're father-daughter, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And so now from this point on, the emotion, the emotional highs are going to be very high whenever we're with them. And I really love seeing them come together. And uh, overall, I love this episode. I don't know if it would be like my favorite, like it's not going to knock down the couple of favorites we've had before. But I mean, kind of like when you're sitting around trying to figure out, you know, what's my favorite Game of Thrones episode? It's like, okay, well. Season three, episode four. Well, I mean. (laughs) No, your point stands. But the point is like, they're all great, right? Yes. The worst Game of Thrones episode is still better than 90% of most of TV, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the case with this show as well. Premier television at the home box office channel. The golden era of TV. Peak TV. Jimmy, that's your name. I'm Jimmy. I was Jimmy. What did you think of episode six, my friend? Not not my favorite. Definitely a slower episode. I think I was talking with somebody prior in the week, and we were like, I bet this episode's going to be a little slower than normal, but not to say it wasn't good. Sort of a slow burn, kind of boring but informative. They they definitely were filling in um, a lot of the um, relationships between you know Ellie uh, and and Joel, and then we met up um, with Tommy. Um, and uh, 
it, it's all I, I know I knew an episode like this was going to exist in this series because it's a lot of information to cram into one season of a show. So I knew there was going to be it wasn't going to be all action packed, um, you know, fighting clickers and, and infected. And there was going to be a lot of um, relationship building so that this show was I think it was just slotted to do that like. Um, you, you really find out as we get through the, um, the recap, you, uh, it, you learn a little bit more about each character, um, which is definitely needed. So, um, didn't like it the best, but you know, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it, it, it was needed. So Chris, I, um, this is probably, I'm trying to think accurately. This is probably the most that I've laughed yeah, uh, I think so. Throughout the season, you know, and and for that, I think especially after the huge explosion of tension release that we had mm-hmm. with episode five, uh, that, that was just a, a action packed, but also horribly sad, you know, down moment and a show that's like with constant sadness pummeling uh it's you know it's sad porn uh like you just you get your <laughs> tissues favorite. you pull out the tissues but just for your tears you yeah. know uh <laughs> and that's what last of us is as a whole but like it, this was a good release i felt like i mean i was it, it opened with some really hard laughter like big chuckles mm-hmm. uh and then kind of kept that consistent you know and there is some down moments and some really emotional especially uh a a huge moment of vulnerability from, from Joel Miller uh, that we get in this episode. But for the most part, like I loved it, you know, I think this might be like my third favorite uh, under episode, episode five and episode three for me. Um, It's just like really entertaining. I thought just to see them be people. And um, like Steve said, some of it's shot for shot again, you know, brilliant from the game, but also like some pretty big deviations uh, that I'm excited to talk about that. I understand narratively uh, and, and they, that they worked in in a, in a really cool way. Cause I think Craig Mason's always concerned with uh, what could we do that would be realistic that, that mm-hmm. mirrors what happens in the game or that's believable from a character standpoint or from how the world would actually be. Um, so, yeah, I think the deviations that they do take in this episode are incredibly smart and I'm huge fans of them. Yeah. Like, like if you're looking at this from, and you know, again, this isn't a video game, this is a TV show. Right. So you have to work within the confines of your medium and do what mm-hmm. works best while also, you know, maintaining true to the story. And I think the way they, the changes they did make just really accentuate this medium of television. Uh, and I think it's such a great idea. I wonder how a lot of people are going to take something in particular uh, and we'll get to it there. I don't want to derail us now. Let's get through this. All right. You guys ready for the recap? Let's, Let's get do it. it. That'd be cool if we had that as our bumper. (laughs) I think it'd make the show better, but Steve won't listen to me. Uh, So it opens with a flashback of Henry from last episode. uh, And then the, the fatal gunshot, the scream of Ellie, and then cuts to three months later. uh, And there's snow about snow afoot, if you will. And we see a guy I thought was Joel. I don't know how he got a, a, a bow. I, you know, I'm, I'm dumb. But he kills a rabbit. He comes into the house. And we see definitely not Joel. Guy named Marlon. And his wife sitting in the chair looking uh, a little concerned, but also 
hilariously not. Yeah, she was super chill. And uh, <laughs> Marlon, played by Graham Greene, yes, is one of those actors that is in like everything. Yeah, I did the Leo DiCaprio point. Yeah, <laughs> he's always like minor roles in like every movie ever made. <laughs> yes, he's he's awesome. Uh, and Joel, so Joel comes in. He's doing basically a home invasion. Let's not <laughs> let's not tiptoe around what's going on here. Uh, but a nice one. Old behavior, Joel. Two fingers, pull your pistol out. But the guy was already on it. You know, it was a really cool uh, interplay between those two people. And Joel says, hey, have a seat. I'm looking for my brother. Uh, and and you know, the guy says, uh, I haven't seen him. He's like, well, I didn't tell you what he looks like yet. Does he look like you? Kind of. Yeah, I haven't seen him. Yeah, I haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and he's like, how you lost if you got a map? You know, it's a lot of fun dialogue there. Je- uh, Ellie's upstairs. Can I come down now? Uh, no, and she starts running downstairs. Who's this little psycho? Yeah, <laughs> yeah shut the fuck hand, up. Gun in hand, ready to go. Yeah, she's so happy to be able to this, point her gun. This couple that they're holding up is like so funny. Like, because they're you, hilarious. You, you don't expect this to exist in a, a like an apocalyptic world. Like, this is a conversation they're having where they're just like being kind of witty little assholes to each other. He's yeah. like, you made them soup. Yeah, <laughs> they were hungry. Yeah. They were hungry. It's he, cold out. He's got a girl, <laughs> and that's the thing is, it's like it's really funny and it's it's effective for comedic relief, and again, especially especially after what we had just survived last week. And because they released the episode early, it's been nine days. So it feels like it's been forever. Um, But it's believable too, because these people are so isolated uh, living on the farm, the way that they do or the ranch or whatever you call it out West, Uh, their farms ran here. Uh, (laughs) It's believable that they would have retained much more of their humanity. You know what I mean? Um, And so I thought that was really neat that they had these two people that haven't had to deal with much of this apocalypse shit. And so they're more like normal people than Mm -hmm. they've ever encountered before. Yeah, and, just the, the simple fact where he's like, we've been here since before you were even born, son. And the, the woman's like, I didn't want to come. Yeah. <laughs> just like the, I'm the, being held against my will. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the the marital squabbles that still exist between this couple was so adorable. I love them. Both. I hate it here. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> the, really cool. The woman sitting on the couch with her like pink T-shirt, like, I want to be her. <laughs> she, she seems to got it all figured out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Chilling. Yeah. Eating soup. Good soup. Eat, good soup. Good soup. <laughs> and so they, they instruct them on the map where they're actually at, uh, you know, take the, the element of them being lost away from them and tell them where it is that they're trying to go. But say, hey, never go past this river here. Uh, we see nothing but dead bodies there. We don't know what's killing them, but it's not a good place to go. Uh, and then so Joel and Ellie roll out. Ellie makes sure to steal a rabbit on her way out. Uh, and then Joel gets really dizzy and leans on the broken fence outside their house. And uh, it pauses a lot. Ellie gets really concerned. Hey, you know that I'm, I'm going to fucking die without you. Like, let's focus on that here. You know, it's kind of comedic as well. Yeah. And she's like, all right, off to the river of death. We got to go find those firefly people. Firefly people. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're firefly people. <laughs> they, they know nothing of the politics of the new apocalyptic order. It's really, it's really refreshing. So about rabbits and soup. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. Uh, so they they trek. That's my next note. They start trekking through the snow. Uh, there's a scene at a campfire where uh, Joel is repairing his boot with some tape. We get to see Ellie gazing fondly at the Aurora Borealis. Mm. Correctly named that. Nailed it. What was that? It's really neat looking. Yeah, I would love. I've never seen it. Me neither. Neither have I. I would love. Honestly, I wasn't. Probably what this room looks like right now. So we're basically does. in yeah. it. One of the shades. Yeah. <laughs> if you click the light fast enough, we'd probably feel like we were in it. Mm. Like we're, mm. We could be Sally Ride. Ride, do Sally, it, do ride. It, do oh, it. Here we go. Do here it. we go. Oh my gosh. It's like an Aurora Borealis in here. What the hell? <laughs> Thanks for my hi hat. Yeah, there, I got Jim. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the rest of the show. 
<laughs> uh, so you didn't know there was going to be stage production yeah. to this podcast now, did you? <laughs> she's gazing upon the heavens, and Joel's drinking from a flask at the campfire. Ellie asks for some, uh, just to keep you warm. And uh, he gives Ellie some, even though I did say it while we were watching the show, too. It's annoying, but it's true. I believe alcohol actually lowers your body temperature. Tricks you. And it just makes you feel warmer. Alcohol does that. However, I'm on Ellie's side. Apocalypse, give me some of that. Yeah. This is terrible. Uh, (laughs) For sure. And she says, still gross. And then Ellie talks about, you know, the fireflies making a cure out of her blood, out of her immunity. And, you know, so what are we going to do after that, Joel? What are we going to do after the apocalypse? He's like, who the fuck is we? Ooh. You know? He doesn't want to be part of this. You know, I want to raise sheep and you're not invited. And she's like, I don't like sheep anyway. I guess I'll be an astronaut. Is that what she, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, because she brings up Sally Ride. She's yeah. talking about like Neil Armstrong. Sally fucking Ride. She loves Sally Ride. That is the best. Well, Buzz Aldrin's a really good astronaut Buzz name Aldrin too. Buzz Aldrin is great. It's tough. Buzz but, Aldrin's my favorite astronaut. I look at Jimmy and Jimmy's like, Buzz is way better. But, yeah, Buzz is way, way cooler. But if they got married and took her name, his name would be Buzz Ride. And that's way cooler. <laughs> Jesus. Just throwing that out there. I still love, my favorite thing about Buzz Aldrin was when he was on 30 Rock. Did you ever watch that? No. He's briefly on 30 Rock and Tina Fey is like, oh my God, are you Buzz Aldrin? What are you doing? He's like, I'm looking at the moon. (laughs) And he's, sometimes I like to look at it and just remind myself I walked on its face. (laughs) (laughs) She, she finally tells Joel about Sam that she knew he was infected and that she tried to rub her blood into his cut. And he looks concerned about that, but then he seems to understand immediately. He tries to allay her fears. Marlene's no fool. Uh, get some sleep. <laughs> if they can, if she says they can do it, they can do it. He yeah. kind of looked grossed out for a second, like when she was. Like, yeah. He's just like, you put your blood on the kids. That definitely wasn't going to work. <laughs> what the fuck, dumb kid? I'm not a scientist, but that's damn. You're I dumb never, as shit. I never had anybody give me that type of medicine before. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't like it. And there's a, I want to talk about something, but I can't because it's kind of spoilers for the end of the first game. Um, but there's a, a point that where they talk about in this scene that, that conflicts strongly with a lot of people's interpretation uh, of why they hate episode, uh, part two of the game and, uh, you know, what their interpretation of what happened at the end of the first game is. But it'd be dangerous to talk about. So let's move on. Uh, but then we cut to Joel sleeping. He fell asleep on on his watch and he's mumbling in his sleep and he wakes up suddenly and Ellie is standing guard over him in direct contrast to the time where uh, Joel would stay up and stand guard so she could get some sleep. He at first chastises her, but then he he commends her like, hey, you did it right. You checked your six. You, you know, she's like, hey, I looked for tracks. I got high ground. Everything's good, baby. Just like you taught me. Just like you taught me. Um, and so they get to the river of death. They think he fires a test shot, I guess is what that was. See who jumped out at him. <laughs> Way to give your position away. Well, you know, he was like, I got more bullets in case motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. want to see where this bullet came from. <laughs> I'll show you. He learned that from Tony. <laughs> yeah. That's a sniper Tony yeah. taught me. Every- I didn't teach you that. I wouldn't have done a rookie mistake. You just gave away your position, right. boy. <laughs> That's not what Tony would do. You're supposed to shoot at him as soon as you can see him. Let me tell you what old Tone would do. What he would do is he would find a house at the end of the street. Mm -hmm. He would get up on the highest house with the biggest window. Mm -hmm. And he would sit there for 93 (laughs) years. He would. Yeah. 
Make sure you got plenty of bullets. Craig Mason's next show is just going to be the life of, of Sniper Tony. Tony. <laughs> Sniper Tone. Sniper Tone. That's what they call me back home. I'm bad to the tone. <laughs> it's Tony time. It's Tony time. It's, it's Tony time. <laughs> Don't get me started again. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> The infected are going to cut through this town like a hot knife through butter without me. And now I'm six feet in the dirt. Good luck, world. I'm just saying, before, when, when Tony fell, Kansas City also fell. Coincidence? And now my watch has ended. He's the fucking, he's on the wall, baby. So, yeah. Nobody seems to be there, though, so they head off. Uh, and Ellie's trying to teach herself how to whistle. He's like, you suck. You're not doing it. And she asked him to teach her how to hunt. He says, no, um, you, you know, you'd probably be okay with the shooting, but I don't know about the dressing. And dressing, by the way, is the word I was trying to think of a few episodes ago. And I think um, uh, ended up, Steve was just like, you're trying to, you're saying slaughtering? Is that what you're trying to say? But it was dressing, I guess. Can any of you whistle like that? I can't whistle I- at all. I can I can whistle like normally, but, but not with the two fingers. Not with the two fingers. I've tried oh, yeah, I recently. Can't do that either. <laughs> Steve, oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, a, you got me there. Yeah, that's a serious whistle. That's me. Oh man, that's me. Nailed it. That's decent. Can you do the inhale whistle? Yeah, I can't oh, yeah. do the outhale. Oh, you can't do the outhale. Hail. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be can, Steve. We can. We can. Uh, and then so yeah, uh, they they see a dam. And Ellie goes, damn, which is, I appreciate that kind of humor, yeah, that was, as you yeah. guys know. Yeah, that was fun. And then she says, what if this is the river of death, Joel? And there's like a, there's a visual ellipses almost. And then, if, of course, it is because then they get rode up on the by writers, a bunch of. The writers of Rohan. Yeah, they answered. Them up. Gondor call for aid? Oh, no, it's just two people. Look like homeless. Get him out of here. What does an elf, a dwarf, and a lone rider have business in Rohan? <laughs> tell me your secret horse rider, and I shall tell you mine. <laughs> tell me where is Gandalf. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, so they get rode up on. There's a dog that smells infected. He has them sniff out Joel first, and the dog's like, he stinks, but no uh, infection. And then there's a huge moment of tension where they said, now the girl, and we think that the dog is going to smell you know, the element of the infection that's in her, even though she's immune, he's a dog. He doesn't understand immunities and whatnots. We don't even really understand that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even like vaccines in today's day and age, much less a dog understand that. So we're concerned that he might eat jelly. Mm-hmm. Not- <laughs> <laughs> eat jelly. <laughs> yeah. Ellie. Can't feed a jelly <laughs> to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get if you mix Joel and Ellie? Jelly. Jelly. There you go. That's a celebrity couple name. <laughs> But do you think so? This this scene is really tense. Yeah, I, I felt the tension. Like, oh, what's gonna? Because ha- I didn't know what was gonna happen. This isn't in the game, so I don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, it was not I thought in the game he was just gonna fall over. Like I thought, like I thought whatever was, was going on with him was gonna make him because there was over. that high pitched ringing, and I yeah. thought maybe his collapsing would what? stop the dog from yeah. smelling her. So I thought the ringing right away was a panic attack because the ringing happened before he beat the shit out of the Fedra Guard in the sa- fe- first episode. Did oh, it really? I didn't, I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah. So, and then that was him having PTSD about Sarah. So I was like, oh, he must be having panic attacks. And then 
So when I can that happened, to that. I thought like, is he about to John Wick all these dudes like <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere? That I, I mean, wish. I don't know if that's gonna fit in the world that they've created so far of Last of Us. But then uh, the dog just ended up just being real. He just he's he's man's best friend. Yeah. Now he's Ellie's best friend. Yeah, she just starts giggling. Do you think this dog actually could smell the infected, or is it just like a clever ruse? Because later on, Tommy's like, we scare people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it could. And you can train dogs to do stuff like that. Like yeah. They can smell bombs and shit. Right. So I think I think so. Okay. Plus, they have cowboy hats and horses. I can just assume they know how to train a dog. So, you, but Ellie is infected, right? Like technically, yeah. 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 So I feel like the dog should ate her. Maybe because the infection has lived inside her so long, it just smells like her now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Makes sense. He just smelled chicken sandwich. Yeah, just chicken sandwich. <laughs> Three months like, back, chicken sandwich. They got Sammy in there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the dog gives his seal of approval to Ellie. She starts giggling and they say that just bought you 10 seconds. Uh, but then Maria, how can you say that a dog is playing with a child and they're giggling and you're just like, well, that just gives you 10 more sex before I kill you. Yeah. I'm still going to shoot you. I'm going to ignore how cute and adorable this is. <laughs> yeah. I still don't like you. Do we like them? I kind of do. Yeah. Well, you're out. Well, you know what? They're kind of growing on me and I hate it. God Damn it, Carl. What'd I tell you? When we form a posse, you can't be a pussy in the posse. This is why I work alone. <laughs> Sniper tone. That's what they needed on the hilltop, yeah. taking out every one of those guys. Well, he would have shot at all of them at least. Yeah. <laughs> you can't shoot for shit. But ultimately. You shoot uh, all the shots you don't take. <laughs> you miss all the shots you do take. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky was full of shit. You miss every shot you do take sometimes. I'm lonely, Tony, now. <laughs> but Maria says, what's your name? Because he says he's looking for his brother. She kind of like, she's like, wait, he kind of looks somewhat similar to the guy who put a baby in me. What's your name? And he says, Joel. And she's like, yep, yeah, that's his name, too. Shoot him anyway. Yeah, he's, um, he's bad. <laughs> That's right. She has a very low opinion of Joel, but they take him back into town. They ride into the town. I guess they had two spare horses. Thank goodness. Cause Joel and Ellie each had their own. And uh, we get to see the city of Jackson, which we actually don't see until the last of us part two video game. If I'm yeah, not mistaken, that's correct. Uh, and finally his I'm reunion with Jackson. I'm going to Jackson. And finally the, the reunion with Tommy commences. That's uh, that's been Joel's personal MacGuffin the entire show. And he embraces his brother, weeps a little. So good to see him. I love seeing a family reunited. You love to see it. Mm. Damn to it, Tommy. It. I missed you so much. I cradled you Get every day in my heart. Get a haircut. Yeah, you look like <laughs> shit. You look like Adam Driver. <laughs> Why do you look like Adam Driver? <laughs> Have you been watching Girls again? Tommy, I know. I told you not to, to quit watching Girls. I told you the, it's, uh, the politics of that woman. I don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> good it's a, soup it can be a funny show though uh and then they they pound some good food and uh, ellie is ecstatic so i know it's been a while since we've had a good meal and she's like i don't know if i've ever had a decent meal like this is incredible <laughs> and she's cussing up a storm and, and maria is like all the all the girls in the neighborhood and maria are just shocked at how she's acting she carries a pistol she's like this food is fucking great she's farting yeah she's you know. a cool kid yeah she's doing all the cool shit um you know, she's seen a porno mag, all she kinds has, of stuff yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. She threw it out the window. She killed a guy. She well, <laughs> there's that too. Rite of passage. Well, she paralyzed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, 
super crazy. I don't know why I have this in my notes. It's just what exclamation point. It's a quote from Ellie, but I can't remember why she did that. Where she exclaimed, she goes, what? Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, that, well, that girl was like, Oh, that's what it her. is. Oh, yeah. Oh, was yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what are you looking at? That was so funny. She just turns to the girl and goes, what? Yeah. Um, Super, super, like, like she's in prison. You know, you can't let them stare at you too long. They'll think right. you're weak. It's funny shit. Uh, and they're just kind of shocked watching them eat. And, you know, she says, I want my gun back. And she's like, little girls don't have guns around here. And she's like, well, I have a gun. Um, and then, so that's where Tommy goes on to explain a bad reputation doesn't mean that you're bad. So they've let people think uh, that they're terrible s- savages so that they won't come near. But also they have killed a bunch of people that have had, as Maria says, tried them, right? Mm-hmm. Don't step to this. Uh, and then Joel says, hey, can you step aside for a second? No offense. I think we have a family matter. And then he's like, Maria is family. It's my wife. Oh, shit. Congrats. <laughs> Joel, say congrats. Oh, shit. Say, oh, shit. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, say all of that. Say, oh, shit. Uh, and uh, he Joel doesn't really. He looks a little shocked. I just love how uh, Ellie is so combative and antagonistic towards them but when they, she realized also the most polite they just got married like oh shit congrats cool yeah. man oh cool. fuck i read I about said, marriage i wouldn't have said all that mean stuff if i knew you're married that's i love love <laughs> she's defensive uh so then they get a tour around the town and we find out that the you know basically there it's easier to control the infected out there in the in wide open wyoming uh, he can shoot them from half a mile so they cleared out the infected the place is civilized they've got electricity from the the dam nearby they've got sewage plumbing all that good stuff uh even movies which is what you need in every good society even sheep that's true got Joel so jealous of those sheep yeah, he's like mm, that's, a, <laughs> that's a nice sheep bye <laughs> So you like you all communist or something? Yeah, that was so the political jokes. I love it. I love how Tommy's like, no, it's no, not exactly man, that. They're from Texas. Yeah, you got you know. Maria's like, no, it's that. It's definitely communism. We're in a commune. And Tommy looks so sad. Like, dang, He's like, dang. I'm a damn communist. Um, and then we, Maria's on the council. She's not like the leader in the game. She was like outright the leader, right? Yeah, she was the head. Absolutely. Now she's just on the council for the commune. Um, we see a horse named Shiver, and then Joel leaves Ellie with Maria to go take a shower and stuff, and he says, alone time with Tommy. So we cut to Tommy and Joel having drinks at, like, the local watering hole. Um, Tommy asks about Tess, and Joel lies and says that she's fine, and then he tries to explain, yada, 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 so I got to take this kid to her. Uh, she's a Firefly's kid. I gotta- yeah, Joel's lying to Tommy. Yeah, he doesn't he come is. and tell, tell him the truth about anything at first. I like there's a moment, though, that Tommy knows who Joel is as a person, or at least has been the last 20 years, and says, uh, so you're just out of goodness of your own heart taking yeah. this girl there. And he's like, well, there's payment. And Tommy's like, there it is. Right. Um, so the University of Eastern Colorado is a week's ride to the south. That's where he's got to go. He wants Tommy to go with him, and he says he can't go. Um, and, you know, And so Joel says, there's a cool line where he says, I know you're trying to keep out the wrong people. Am I the wrong people, Tommy? Um, you know, and so they talk about their past together, the things that I did. And Tommy says the things that we did, we murdered people. And, you know, there's, that's all we knew, but there were other ways to survive. We just weren't any good at those things. And that's what Maria has shown him. Um, and he says, Hey, Maria's pregnant. I'm going to be a father. I got to be more careful. Uh, but I think I'll be a good dad. And Joel is a dick here. Guess Guess we'll find out. Honestly, I don't think so. (laughs) If I was a betting man, I'd say. Eh, probably not. Eh. I don't know why I talk I like Bill so. Clinton when I'm, if Chris is doing Joel, 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Well, I did because she's pregnant. <laughs> okay. I definitely did. We're counting blowjobs, too. I'm going to go play on my saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Joel is suspiciously close to Bill Clinton. <laughs> um, did you say communism? <laughs> Actually, that's cool. <laughs> We're all getting along. I Sounds like, like there's a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> I really like communes. <laughs> Is this a naked kind of commune? <laughs> I hope so. Mine's out. I love uh, that um, Tommy says something about like, hey, you know, just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. Because as well, that's him trying to hurt him after he feels like he's been attacked, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and rightfully so. And and this is the thing that he sees Joel like the moment Sarah died. That's when like life ended for him. Like sure. he's just been he's just, existing yeah. in this like angry yeah. world. He literally has a watch with that's broken. The moment time she has died. stopped. Yeah, time has stopped for this guy, and and, and he's right because like Tommy is trying to better himself. He's found a really kick ass commune. Are you kidding me? Yeah, there's sheep. They're playing movies there. Yeah, it's like the last bastion of civilization. Um, Looks like they had everything there, too. Everything you need. They Every, got everything but bacon. Richard Dreyfus movies. I didn't see a barber either. Like, I don't think they were. Maria. Out of her house. Yeah, everybody yeah. looked all shaggy and stuff. You'd think they'd be like, yeah, let's cut some hair. I mean, what do you, for who? You know? Tommy. <laughs> shaggy and Scooby. That's all you got. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they so they have a falling out, and, and Joel eventually storms out, and he says, look, I'll be gone first thing in the morning after we grab supplies. And then Tommy's like, who said you can have supplies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then there's kids and, and other folks singing Christmas carols outside. Joel's like, what the fuck? And, and he has a, one of his other panic attack, another spell, if you will. Uh, and he sees a girl in the crowd who looks like Sarah. And he becomes overtaken with grief. Uh, we cut to Ellie in a bathrobe. She had a shower. She's living the best life. She finds a note. It says, I'm across the street, which was left by, I assume, Maria. And it looks like, did you notice it's like homemade paper? Like they've, been make, they've been making their own paper. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Because it's all like pressed together looking. And I've seen like, I've bought like hippie journals from recycled paper. And that's what it looks like <laughs> um, in my youth. And uh, when I was a communist. And uh, there's a, uh, she gets a diva cup. It's a gift. Yeah, diva cup. I put period cup thingy. I appreciate you, Jimmy, for yeah. saying diva cup. Reminding me what that's called. Yep. Uh, and Ellie's like, gross, but like in a cool way. Um, she's, she's been a while like, since she's been around she a woman. Why did she give her a weird uh, shot glass? Yeah, she's weird. got a flask. <laughs> she doesn't need that. She just drinks it straight from the flask. Um, so Ellie, it cuts to Ellie searching the house for Maria, assuming uh, it's across the street. She sees a memorial for a, a person named Kevin and a woman named Sarah. And... Uh, she got Ellie a super fucking purple jacket, as Ellie says. Eggplant. You like that jacket? That's a super fucking purple jacket. Eggplant. <laughs> Eggplant. And she starts cutting Ellie's hair uh, after some mild prote protestations. Uh, we find out that Maria used to be assistant district attorney in what, Utah? I didn't catch uh, Nebraska. Somewhere in Nebraska, okay, I think. Yeah, I can't remember where she said. I didn't write that down. Yeah, so but she's, yeah, she used to be that. She used to put away bad guys. Yep. And uh, she tells her that Kevin was her kid. And Sarah was Joel's daughter. And the look on Ellie's face, uh, you know, is worth a thousand words. It's really cool. I had forgotten that she didn't know that yet. Um, and there's a cool moment where she's like kind of hinting at who Joel is. And Ellie's like, yeah, he used to fucking kill people. It's like, oh, so he doesn't do that anymore. Well, 
not innocent. Innocent people. people. <laughs> he still kills people yeah. every now and then. But yeah, Ellie's getting really defensive of Joel. In this yeah, moment. like no, you don't know who who he is. He's a cool dude. That explains some things yeah. though. That he had a daughter. That explains some things about him. Yeah. He punched some dude to death like one time. Relax. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's a Maria gives her some good advice. Be careful who you put your faith in. The only people who can betray us are the ones that we trust. Right. So Maria is pretty cold and defensive in her own way. She's kind to other people outwardly. She's interested in rebuilding society, uh, but she's very uh, I like that about her. Like she's, she used to work in the court system, right? Like she's the district attorney. So in her mind, like Joel still needs to be held accountable for his crimes, right? She's not ready to just forgive him like that. Right. Uh, and you know, Ellie points out, Tommy was right there with him. He did all that shit too. And she said, no, he was following Joel the way that you are now. And Ellie says, no offense. I'm not as dumb as Tommy. Yeah. He's a dummy. <laughs> he looks like, like Adam driver. You're right. He is pretty dumb. Yeah, he's dumb as shit. He's dumb as shit. But that dick game? <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Woo, Texas. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jack's on, Jack's off. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she takes Ellie to go see a movie. So they got like a movie theater in town and they're playing a, a Richard Dreyfus movie. I don't think I've ever seen. You looked it up, right, Steve? I did. Uh, it's probably a bullet and pill later. Um, and then we cut to Joel. He's in like the, the fucking I don't shoe know. store. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the foot locker. <laughs> We're trying to repair his boots, but Tommy's like, don't bother. I brought so you a new pair. Couldn't do this in the game. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> a pair of these. Um, <laughs> Tommy bring, yeah, right. Tommy brings him the new boots and then apologizes like, Hey, I shouldn't have said that about your daughter. As I'm assuming it's that line that he's referring to. Um, and then Joel's like, is it really that bad on the path south? And Tommy's like, nah, it's, you'll be all right. Um, it, for what you're capable of, you know, it's a little dangerous, but somebody like you will be just fine. Uh, and that's when Joel opens his heart to him. You know, he pours out the truth. She's immune. Uh, she's been bitten. It was months ago. I saw it myself. Tommy, it'll save the whole world. If you want what's best for your child, for the world to, to go back to the way it was or heal itself, you need to do this. And he says, you know, I've been having these panic attacks. I, I feel like I'm, I've always failed Sarah my whole life. Every, even in my dreams, I'm failing. Like, I'm not the man that I used to be. I let some fucking idiot beat me up in Kansas City. It's too dumb and deaf to, to not see a kid sneaking up on me. Uh, yes. I, I, I let a, uh, some kid kill himself and he did it to protect Ellie and I just stood there watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He shot, his, shot brother. his own brother. Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. I'm weak was an exact quote. I'm just going to get her killed. And he asked Tommy to take her. And I wanted to ask you guys what you think about this, because I can see an army of uh, men that hate The Last of Us Part Two, hating this scene with a fiery passion. Oh, of course. Because it kind of, in their mind, emasculates Joel, like the hero of the game, who is uh, in the game a very capable killer. And that's part of what's cool about his character. Uh, but in the show is kind of taking the tactic of kind of like an old man Logan version of Joel mm. because like they're like, wait, he's 56, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he's an old dude. So they, yeah. they're they kind of making it like somebody who used to be able to kill 10 men with his bare hands and now cannot. And uh, it's much more accurate and realistic. But I want to know what you guys thought um, about the changes that they're making. I, I liked it a lot in the game. I mean, obviously, it's a game and you're, you're just a powerhouse, right? Um, you're unstoppable. They don't really tell you much about Joel, or but fuck, twenty years of doing that over and over and over, it's got to take a toll on somebody, right? 
and I really like to, to, to get into that kind of stuff within the, within the show is, um, you know, he, he's deaf in one ear, who knows what happened. He's having either heart problems or panic attacks, or he's feeling a lot of guilt for the things that he did. Um, and part of that's probably the, his, his relationship with Ellie, I think, uh, is bringing a lot of that out. It's reminding him of Sarah. Um, I like it a lot, uh, because you, there are things in the game that you can't explain, um, like this in, in this, um, medium. So, uh, I like it a lot. I like the change. Steve. Yeah, I love the change. Uh, this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier where I said, like, they're making changes because this is the medium. Like you said, uh, Jimmy, the, when you're playing a video game and the point of the game is you're going to be killing like a hundred people every hour, right? You need to be like an unstoppable killing force like Joel is. But in a TV show, A, that's not realistic. And B, I don't think it's as interesting of a narrative device to use. So it's much more interesting that here's this guy, he's fallible, he has weaknesses and he's aware of them. And the idea of this dude that used to be this killing machine, but he's aged now and he can't quite keep up. That is an interesting character development. And that's why I love this so much. I think it's far more interesting. And it really, because in the, in the game, Joel is still trying to get rid of Ellie. He's still trying to offload her onto Tommy so that Tommy can do the work. It's, but in the game, it's more of a selfish, like, I don't want to hang out with this kid. Yeah. It's not because Tommy can handle himself better. Yeah. It's just because he just doesn't want to deal with Ellie. Yeah. Um, but now it's like this fear that he can't protect her. Yeah. And, and this makes this act of him trying to get up, give up on her. Yeah. It's still a little selfish, but you understand it more. It's not just like, oh, that guy's being a dick and doesn't want to live up to his responsibilities. No, he obviously really cares about this girl and does not want to fail her and thinks he's going to. And I think that makes him a much more sympathetic character overall. Yeah. You, you, they don't really humanize Joe at all, Joel at all in the game until the very end. Um, and that's when you you really realize. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the change, you know, midway through the through the series and, and really putting that kind of weight on his character, it's really good. Yeah, it makes it um uh like like Steve said, like the 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 emotional core of the relationship of Joel and Ellie of this whole story really kicks into high gear in this episode, but specifically in like this next sequence or starting here. Um I agree with you guys. I just wanted to call attention to that because I was watching that thinking, oh man. There's going to be some 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 videos tomorrow. Uh, you know? there, yeah. <laughs> There's so many misogynistic people out there. Like, I mean, the whole reason why so many people hate part two is because of misogyny. And I mean, yeah, it's it's a big thing to bring up currently because nowadays people are like, oh my god, Rihanna is just really making her husband look like a dick. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay, that, can we the British Vogue cover shoot not do that? That's the dumbest thing to yeah. get hung up on. Get so a life, ridiculous. guys. But. <laughs> yeah, it's those people, right, for the most part. But I think there's also just people who see Joel as kind of a hero uh, and, you know, might be disappointed that he doesn't get to handle himself that they can see. They just know. But I think it's really neat because it kind of acts like if you've played the game, it's kind of like you saw the history, quote unquote. Yeah. And now you yeah. get to see like the later version of him. It's kind of this cool duality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, you know, if you played it, you're like, oh, I know what he can do. And now he's, right. just, he's getting older, you know. That's really neat. I, I agree with you guys. I just wanted to call attention to it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I always feel like I'm at my best when I'm hanging out with my kids, when I'm being of service to other people, when I'm talking about TV and film. 
That makes me feel centered and effective, uh, but that's not always possible because I have to be empowered, prepared to take on everything life throws at me, but I get all out of whack and I need help recentering. I do certain things, 12-step groups, group therapy that help me do that, but other people, normies I call them, they have to seek out other forms of help. Uh, I think it's important that everybody do that. And it can be kind of a kind of a struggle like to find the time to find a therapist. How do you even go about doing that? You have to deal with insurances and all kinds of uh, you know societal blocks to that. And it gives your little brain, my little brain, the excuse I need to not seek that help. And so better help makes it easier to navigate those blockades. Everything's online. You can just do all the research you want with clicks, clicks and screens. I don't have personal experience with BetterHelp, but Steve, you do. I do. I have used BetterHelp for a couple months now, and it actually was a really, really great tool for me to utilize. I was struggling with codependency, and I didn't even know what codependency was until I started talking about it with my therapist. And through working with her, I was able to set up goals uh, and achieve those goals with her guidance and help. And it was very, very beneficial to me, and I'm uh, a much better off place than I was a couple months ago before I started using BetterHelp. You are, and I can actually see the difference and I'm glad that you're doing that. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch at any time. If you're feeling like things aren't working out or it could be better, you can just do that for no additional charge whatsoever. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today. To get 10% off your first month, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash streaming things. But Tommy does agree to take, ultimately take Ellie uh, to uh, Colorado. And uh, we cut to Maria in the movie theater. She sees Tommy enter. She can see something in him has changed. Something's wrong. And she gets pretty annoyed. She steals herself, right? We cut to Ellie reading a diary in a bedroom and Joel comes in uh, and she says, why are you still here? Um, And she overheard, I guess she snuck up and heard him talking to Tommy is what we're supposed to understand. Yeah. She had left the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, She, she wasn't, she wasn't feeling Richard Dreyfuss's charm. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) They should have been watching uh, Krippendorf's tribe. You've seen that movie. No, It's a Dreyfus movie. Anywho, of all the Dreyfus movies, <laughs> I thought for a second they were watching because um, it's been a long time since I've seen Close Encounters, and I thought that'd be neat after her like space talk. But yeah, but no, I thought for a second. I don't know why because he's only in the movie for like a second. But I thought it was The Graduate at first. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of an interesting movie to be <laughs> showing all those kids. <laughs> yeah, <that would> <laughs> Just they're all wide eyed. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? pretty woman um so <laughs> what if they're just watching hook that'd be fucking awesome yo anyway you said hook and my brain thought of hutch <laughs> 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 uh she says i'm not her you know um and he's he he immediately gets furious you know uh shut the fuck up you know yeah, he looked like he was gonna punch her you don't <laughs> you don't talk about her um, and he's like, then he gets mad and re- and reacts and says, you're right. You're not my daughter. I'm not your dad and peace out or whatever he says. And he Tell slams the door separate yeah. ways. Yeah. In the morning we go our separate ways, slams his door. Um, Cause the, the, this is, so they're in a house. Like, I guess if you live in the commune, you get your own house. Cause that's dope. <laughs> Tommy's like, we got you up on 38. 
It's a left, a right, and then another left. Yeah. And and Ellie's reading the diary of, I guess, the the girl that lived in that house before the yeah. the apocalypse. And it just just imagine growing up your whole life in the apocalypse like that. And then you're reading a, a girl's Is diary. Is this what people probably cared about? The, the same yeah. age as you. And it's like, why did we care about this stuff? Like None of this matters. She's like, yeah. it doesn't say anything about bullets in here. Yeah. That's terrible. pills, baby. <laughs> what do they do with their time? It's really cool that juxtaposition because you get to see um, that shit. That shit doesn't matter anymore, even in our world, right? Than it does then to Ellie. Like Ellie sees the truth of the of how trivial that is, right? Um, and but also we get to like kind of feel like how grateful we should be. Uh, and it says a lot. It reminds you like what Ellie really hasn't experienced anything of what we consider what growing up's like. Um, just a totally different person that we could never understand fully. Uh, but we see a quick kind of, kind of a montage of putting ornaments on a tree and Joel thinking of Sarah. I love this scene transition where it's just kind of lights out. Oh, excuse me. Lights out. He, if all the places my thumb could have gone. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it, it just clicks the light out and then transitions into Ellie dressed the next morning, waiting, um, you know, sad, knowing what's coming. Tommy arrives to get her, takes her to the stables. Joel's already in the stables and they say, what are you doing here? And Joel says, I came here to steal one of these horses and go. Um, and, and, and Tommy's like, I would have give you one. And he's like, I know. But that was 30 minutes ago, and uh, I reckon you should have a choice. And she just says, let's go, and throws her bag in his chest. Yeah. It's a really cool moment. And then he says goodbye to Tommy and gets Tommy's rifle uh, because uh, Maria took mine. I already said you could have it, Joel. And it's kind of a, a cool brother moment, you know. And uh, we cut to teaching Ellie how to shoot the rifle, you know, wasting those precious bullets, but she's got to know how to defend herself. How many bullets do they have? This thing don't even shoot right. They've got as many bullets. You gotta carry plenty of bullets. That's, that's the one rule. Yeah, that's one thing they learned from Tone. <laughs> I had enough bullets to hit everything but my target. <laughs> uh, I just want to. I wish this scene started maybe twenty minutes earlier, so that I could see Joel crafting the giant butt and writing asshole on it, yeah. and putting it on the scarecrow. Was that supposed to be a butt? It, I don't it know. Definitely it definitely looked like a butt. It looked like a butt to me. I thought it was just the head of a person think, who's an asshole. I, I thought the bullet was the was hole. The hole. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I took it as. Like could too. be, but just the stick and stuff. I thought it was just a like really a good montage. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ellie can't hit anything with the with the rifle. So bullet she, don't shoot right. She's like, here, or, Joel, you do it if you're so good. And he's like telling her, like, you got to do this. You got to do. You got to squeeze it like you love it. And she's like, you're gonna get this thing pregnant. You're gonna shoot it. <laughs> he looks at her like that was actually funny, <laughs> but he. Gets a, a bullseye right on the asshole of the yeah, asshole. And he's like, oh, thank God I hit that. That would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. like that look on his face was genuine. I've been there like showing my kids stuff and like, oh, fuck, I hope I can do it. Yeah. Yes. I look cool. <laughs> like, I remember I was uh, playing basketball with my son the other day and I'm not a, a sporter. Um, and he he tossed me the ball and I caught it and I, you know, bent down to my little jump shot and swished it. Right. Ooh. And he, I was like, oh, thank God. You know, because it was like a three point. It's pretty far yeah. away. And he's like, the, the, the wow, dad, you're good. And I was like, yeah, pretty decent. I'm not, you know, but he's nine. He has no idea. Thank, it, thank God you hit that three. Thank goodness. He was, he was he leading you by two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now he owes me 20 bucks. Um, so, yeah, uh, he teaches her how to shoot. And she seems pretty satisfied with that. Uh, and then, but 
he says there's there used to be two main ways of looking at things because she's kind of asking about how the world worked and especially like you know economically speaking because <laughs> you know they were talking about communism earlier and you know everybody either uh there was two p- kinds of people one side wanted to own everything and one side thought that no one should own anything she says which one were you and you know, we know he was the first one because he's from texas <laughs> <laughs> but he said i wasn't either i just went to work and she said what kind of work did you do you built things and he's like yeah you know stores houses uh they called us contractors contractors, the contractors. <laughs> everybody loved contractors <laughs> Yeah, we were pretty cool. That was a good laugh. We all laughed. Like, so much funny moments in this episode. It was so needed. It's a genius place to put the episode. People would always say, contractors have the biggest dongs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's true. I guess it's true. I don't know. (laughs) Never seen anybody else's. Uh, <laughs> everybody loves contractors <laughs> you were gonna say everybody loves gongs for some reason well that too that went without saying <laughs> so then uh they're they cut to the next scene he's explaining football to ellie and i was all ears so i could finally understand uh and then they arrive at the college uh the bighorns is the mascot at this college right no bighorns. Uh, it's a type of sheep I love sheep. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> that's true. He wouldn't know the difference of sheep. Yeah. This next scene was so spot on from the game when they're approaching this like arched gate area. Um, that's a, a huge part of the game where you have to like run around all these little alcoves and stuff. And there's never any fucking loot in them. And it kept making me mad because yeah. I'm a paranoid, like open world looter uh, on the college. So I, yeah. So I would get off my horse and run around all these areas. You're not supposed to uh, constantly trying to like, Oh, I don't want to miss anything. Oh, I found a firefly dog tag. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like a section where you have to, like sneak around and get one of those generators turned on and open the gate. It's one of those sections in the game and they showed it like it was the exact gate. I know it was, and it was super satisfying to watch. Um, uh, but they see all these monkeys and shit everywhere. Just monkeying around, which is pretty neat. Test monkeys. Yeah. They were, well, he, and like in the game, you find out that's They're what infected. they are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the monkeys are infected. And he's like, Oh, good thing. We didn't run into any of them. Uh, one-on-one or something like that yeah. but in the show he's immediately like oh they must have been using them for testing i know how science works uh and we see a firefly symbol on the science building sign uh which they're just doing extra work with that stencil left yeah, and I was right gonna say then you see them everywhere absolutely <laughs> they're just doing all the work i wish they like we saw like a really shitty firefly at least <laughs> once what the fuck is that it's a firefly? Is that a smudge? Is that a bee? <laughs> a bee. Uh, and then they find actual like doctor stuff, which was really on the nose. Like there's, <laughs> I love Ellie walking up to the table. Doctors definitely were here. Yeah, look, there's test <laughs> there, tubes. There are Bunsen's. There are beakers. There's a stethoscope. Uh, gurney tipped over because they must have left in a hurry. There's also one of those like big clown shoes. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Patch, Adams. Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got there. I'm so glad you got there. <laughs> And then here's a packing list to indicate that they left, right? And then they hear metal clanging in the distance and they run up there, but there's just monkeys monkeying around. And they see a giant map to Salt Lake City. That must be where the fireflies had moved their operation to. All and then pins they, lead to Salt Lake City. And then they hear raiders sneaking up. And so they and sh- you know they're raiders because they're all wearing their hoods. And they're yeah. shady as fuck looking with yeah. bats. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes baseball in the apocalypse unless they're up to no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a damn... Oh, that's probably a bullet and pill. 
come out and play. Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> can you dig <laughs> it? Um, and then they run outside to get to the horse and they're unable to take off though because Joel gets run up on again. And uh, Ellie says, Joel. And he turns around, beats the fuck out of this dude and snaps his neck. He's still got it. But he got stabbed with the because the guy hits a tree accidentally while swinging at Joel. <laughs> I thought he was going to hit the horse. I thought I, I thought yes. he was going to beam that horse in the head. I was terrified for that I horse. Might have done that. In Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I might have like just exhaled. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank God, Shimmer. <laughs> Never the animal. What if a monkey jumped off the roof like Wah! and defended Joel? This would be a cooler movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me direct this. Let the gorilla decide. <laughs> that was a deep Congo reference. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm good. No, no. Wasn't that gorilla's no, name Sarah? No. It's Lucy, wasn't it? No. It was, I thought it was Amy. Amy, Amy, I think yeah. you're right. Amy? Me, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim Curry just yeah. has attack eyebrows and a Russian accent. Yeah. What the gorilla decide? <laughs> um, so then, yeah, he, he snaps the bat. So when he broke the bat, I guess he was still holding the base of the bat, the handle. And then he had stabbed Joel with that in the tussle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it's on the right side. So the liver, it's the liver? Or is that the spleen? Because stomach's on your left, right it's under your sciatica. heart. sciatica. <laughs> my sciatica <laughs> hit me right here ellie <laughs> uh, but they do get off uh successfully on the horse and and ellie <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> they escape on the horse poor choice of words and ellie's kind of firing her gun pointlessly she didn't hit anybody i don't think and uh, they do escape, though, but until they get to some train tracks pretty a few miles out, she's, hey, they're not following us. And Joel looks fucking terrible. He's been bleeding out the whole time. Yeah, immediately he's ghost white. <laughs> and like, he Ugh. falls off the horse unconscious. And she says, I'm going to fucking die. I can't do this without you. And she's crying. Um, and then the episode ends uh, to some some slick 80s music. And that's some all we get. Depeche Mode. That's, the last, that's all she wrote. Uh, so now it's time for our Fireflies. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Our fireflies. fireflies, baby. Our top three favorite moments of episode six. Steve, kick us off. What's your number three? My number three firefly is Joel's confession to Tommy. Uh, when he's in the shoe repair shop and he's finally breaking down and he's he's, he's revealing to Tommy like I'm not the man I once was. I'm I'm deaf. Uh, I'm I'm older. I'm weaker. I'm slower. I I let this guy sneak up on me. I let this kid kill his own brother to protect Ellie. Like all these things, and you can just see this man kind of unraveling and falling apart because he knows he, or at least he believes he can't protect her anymore. And it and it's giving him all the PTSD of losing his own daughter. And you just just watching uh, that scene unfold and Pedro's ask, acting in it is just so heartbreaking. And I, honestly, I I was tearing up. I didn't full on cry, but this is the second time this show has made me get weepy, you know? And it's, be, it's mostly you're because you're weak of, like Joel. I'm weak, Tommy. <laughs> Won't you watch Last of Us for me? I can't do I'm it anymore, weak. Tommy. I watched Homeward Bound last night. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He had the porcupine oh, yeah, things in his lips. <laughs> when the old dog gets above the, the hill at the end. Stop, and- <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> That's my number three. I even like the cat. I'll tell you I'm changed. 
Jimmy, what's your number three? Um, my number three to switch gears is a really small part, but it, it, it's really funny. And, and it made me think of something personal is when Ellie was messing with the diva cup. Um, I've been in, Go that, on. I've, I've been in that situation, uh, where I, I found my wife's diva cup and I, I literally pulled it out of the thing and was flipping it around and reading the directions <laughs> and looking at it like, what the hell is this thing? Um, so I thought that was, that was interesting just to see and to remind us that Ellie really doesn't know what the fuck's going on out there. Like she's new to pretty much everything. She lived in a, in a QZ and, um, she's constantly learning, uh, more. So I thought that was really yeah. neat. Chris, uh, my number three is the opening scene with, uh, Marlon and his wife, uh, the home invasion, the Joel invasion, <laughs> Joel uh, invasion. <laughs> it was just such a good way to open the episode after the heartbreak of episode five. And, you know, just one of the funniest scenes that I've seen in any show. I mean, that was a really well acted, there's not much going on as far as like quips, but just the energy of everybody in that scene, every line hit. And you just, you cared for that couple, you know, you wanted to hang out with them and eat soup uh, immediately. And uh, it was such a, such a beautiful thing to see. I needed that desperately. So that's my uh, number three, Steve, your number two. That's my number two is the opening scene with the, the older couple. Uh, They're just so much fun and there's such a breath of fresh air. Kind of like you said, like last episode landed on such a sad dour note to have this kind of like breath of levity to really kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, this is, we can have Keep fun. It chugging. We yeah. can have yeah. fun in the show. Uh, was much needed and I really appreciated it. And I didn't expect to see these, these characters aren't in the game. So they were welcome additions that I really enjoyed. And, um, just, just like, Oh, there are firefly people. Yeah. <laughs> she was great. What about she, any fireflies? She, fireflies. She <laughs> catch those at night. <laughs> <laughs> they come out in the summertime. Yeah, she might be my spirit animal. So like, yeah. I, lo- I love her. She she is living life. Did we ever catch her name? I don't think we. Did. I don't. I only saw Marlon. Yeah, yeah, that's because I know the actor's name, so I was able to find him on IMDb. I'm like, oh, Marlon, but I don't know that actress, so I, I can't tell. And Jimmy, what's uh, your number two? Oh, it might be Florence. Yeah, it's Florence and played the machine. by Elaine Miles. <laughs> nice, Florence and Marlon. I want to see that. Beautiful couple. I want to see that bottle episode. Just them <laughs> cooking soup and hunting yeah. rabbits. Hell yeah. Uh, my second was um, Ellie's Choice, that that interaction where uh, uh, Joel was inside the, um, the stable. The stable. And uh, it, it was just really neat to, to see, like, all right, he's made the decision. Like, uh, nobody else is going to finish this um, except me. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he knew the answer to that 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 question that he was going to ask. You know, I'll give you the choice. Uh, and Ellie's reaction was immediate. Like she cares for, for him and, and she wants, um, she looks up to him. She wants to be like him. Um, and she's learning a lot from him. Um, and she immediately, before he could get the words out, was like you. Um, and they hopped on and, and rode off in the sunset. So I really like that part. Yeah, that's my number two as well, is when Joel decides to take Ellie that moment in the stables. Because he's really vulnerable, not only... He does know, assume that she's going to choose him, but not really. He pissed her off the night before, right? And so it's like he doesn't want to just say. He kind of shyly is saying, "Well, it's up to you. Like if you, you know, if you want me, if you if you want to be my friend, still, you know." <laughs> and been it's, there before. It's so yeah, and it's so <laughs> cool to see, you know, that vulnerability from Joel. But then with how quickly she says, "Let's go," you know, it's uh, like I got choked up. Like you know, absolutely, I love you. I love you, man. I love you, dog. I love you, dad. <laughs> but also, it's what's best for Tommy. Stay with your wife. Raise your mm-hmm. kids. Stay where it's safe. Like, yeah. take my bullshit elsewhere, you know? Um, and it, it's it, it, this moment does happen in the game, but 
it happened in the show much faster. There's a whole sequence that happens between um, him asking Tommy to take her and him deciding to go with her. And uh, they took that out. And I really, so it kind of came as a surprise and was really cool. Cause I thought she was going to, you know, steal a horse and run in the stables yeah. and to see Joel standing there. I was like, Oh, what's going on? Um, really cool. Really neat. Uh, uh, Steve, what's your number one, your favorite moment? My number one favorite moment is the I'm not your daughter, Joel sequence. Um, when Ellie confronts Joel and says, Hey, Hey, it starts with the diary of like of her not one her wondering what life was like before the apocalypse um but then saying like hey i'm not your daughter why do you want to get rid of me why why haven't you left yet i like i only feel safe with you everyone that i've liked everyone that i've cared for or loved before this is either dead or left me except for you and that's such a pivotal part of the game but the pivotal part of the story because joel still hasn't kind of come to terms with like you know this is my mission i do want to do this in 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 the show he doesn't feel like he's up to the challenge but the way you know ellie kind of comes together and kind of proves to him like no i need you you are the person i'm safest with and it's that scene is so well acted it's so well written too and I just, I just love it so much. It's one of my favorite parts in the game, and it's one of my favorite parts in the in the show so far too. My uh, number one was the Joel's confession in the in the shoe repair shop. I think, uh, I think, I, I'd been following this character for so long, and you never see that kind of side of him, right? And and to see um, somebody who is, I mean, he's obviously feeling guilt for the things that he did. He's just super broken down, um, unhealthy, uh, and just kind of asking for help like just take this burden off of me i've never asked you for anything um i can't do it you know and for him to uh you know really really reach out to to tommy and just kind of try to you know unload that it, it's just something you you won't see in a game you know you, as the protagonist you won't see that kind of emotion come out of somebody and i, I think uh, uh pedro killed it in that moment did really well that's my number one um moment as well i mean you said it all, uh, but just to get uncomfortably personal, if you'll allow me for just a moment. Please you know, do. I'll allow it. Your Honor. Uh, <laughs> Objection. If it pleases the court. I uh, My dad was a, an extremely tough person, like super hardcore. He had... Uh, you know, he had all these prison no tats. snitches. Yeah. He told that story last episode. <laughs> exactly. He had all these prison tats and a very quiet, stern person, but also really sweet. But like only I knew that. And then my mom. Um, but so my dad was really tough his whole life. He never I mean, like he would come home with all these mortar burns because he was a stonemason. My dad, uh, we were very poor. We didn't have insurance or anything. He would he would pull his own teeth with pliers because he had like mm. really bad abscess teeth. So he would just go in the bathroom and I cannot imagine like the pain tolerance and the strength that that man had. He was, a, he was a nut dude. Mm, I'm telling you that hurts thinking about it. Yeah. But there was a moment. I stubbed my uh, toe this morning and I, didn't know I like, had to lay down <laughs> for three hours. Right. Uh, but what, when I was older, uh, when I was a man and I had my son, I went to visit my dad and he had, uh, he had had a heart attack the night before I found out later. Cause that's what ultimately killed him is the next day. Another one. Uh, but my dad always like was like, they called him Eeyore. Cause he was always like, I just, I'm just ready to die son. You know? Um, 
but when I went you to know, visit that him, classic ER line. Just <laughs> <laughs> ready, I'm to, ready die. to die. Hey, piglet! Hey. And, uh, I woke up again. Just kill me now. <laughs> I woke up again, Winnie. Um, so, yeah, but my dad, he was crying, and he was like. You know, I've been fucking saying that shit for years, but I'm, I don't want to die. You know, I'm not, I'm not ready. And he was being really vulnerable with me in a way that I'd never seen. Anyway, all that is to say is that's what this scene reminded me of when Joel was in the, the shop or whatever, opening up to Tommy, just terrified that he can't protect, uh, that he's changed. He's lost his ability to, to handle himself. And he's all, I can't lose another daughter. I can't. Please help, you know what I mean? Take her. I can't do that again. I don't think I can protect her. You know what I mean? And just that level, uh, you could see it in Pedro Pascal's eyes. Like it was an incredible performance. Like just like the the panic. Uh, because ultimately, I'm I'm you know, I'm only in my 30s, but I have still lived long enough to know that like I will at least I think I will always feel like the little boy. You know what I mean? I feel like seven in my brain. Like there's never a point where you're like, oh, I'm mad now. Like there's the same like fake sense of consciousness in your brain at all times. Yeah. And so I found like when I, when I realized that my dad just felt like a little boy, but was in his fifties trying to figure out how we, we were going to pay rent and stuff. Like I started to have so much empathy for him. Like, holy shit, that must've been tough, you know? And now I just see Joel like, He's just like little, little Joel boy, you know, having gone through all that. And like, you get to see a window into that. I don't know. I know I'm rambling, but I just thought it was really fucking powerful. I could see an innate and indescribable human experience that, that I, you know, I can't put words to in that performance, in that moment. And it was very powerful. That's all I was trying to say. I know I droned on. Sorry about that. No, that was great, man. Um, Nailed it. Thank you for sharing. On that same note, let's go to bullets and pills, baby. Pills, baby. <laughs> Little Easter eggs from the game that we noticed and picked up on. Let's go around the room one at a time until we run out. Let's start with Jimmy. Let's get you. Let's get you a good one, buddy. Uh, I liked the the astronomy reference. I mean, uh, without diving too much into it, because it's a big part of the second game. Ellie is really big into space, um, and I thought that, I didn't get there yet. I, I thought that was really cool that uh, they they dipped that in there, like. Uh, you know, for her to talk about Sally Ride and in the in the moon and and all that, I thought that was really neat. Did she like, talk about Sally Ride in the game? No, the second game. Okay, no, but that is one of the best parts of the game. Yeah. is the is the astronaut section. Yeah. Uh, moving on to me uh, in the in the opening scene with uh, what was his name Marlon? Is that yes. Decided? Uh, Joel does the map trick where he mm. goes to someone and says, "Hey, where's this thing? Point on a map." And if, and then I'm going to ask somebody else to point at the same spot. Oh, and yeah. if your your stories don't line up, I'll kill you. That's that's <laughs> what they do in the was, game. But, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, but in this, it's funny that in the show they use this like very dramatic. They use it a couple times in both last week's yeah. games. The the map pointing thing. It's always very dramatic in, in the game, but in here it was just kind of like, "Hey, I already asked." Uh, uh, Florence, uh, yeah. <laughs> can you please point on the map as well? I hope it lines up because you guys seem kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super brutal in the game. It's like don't don't pick the same thing that that dead guy over there picked. So. Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah, that's mine. Chris, do you have one? I do. Um, I'm trying to think of which one to use. So this one might not even be right, but I here's what I think it is. Skip ahead 30 seconds. Minor spoiler for tomorrow's episode, just in case. But I want to include it. I don't think it's like it's a big thing, Steve, but I just want to say it just in case. When Ellie drinks the liquor, she takes a sip and she says, still gross, right? 
We've never seen her drink liquor in the show. So what I think that's in reference to is the prequel where she's hanging out with her friend Riley. Uh, because in the game you get some alcohol and you can choose whether or not you want to drink it. Okay. And I actually chose not to in the game, but I don't think it matters. <laughs> Did you drink it? I, I don't. I haven't played the new the the new one, the, like the remaster, the left behind. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that's what it is. Like we're gonna see her take a sip with Riley. Um, Hell yeah! And this is really clever for her to go. Still gross, just offhand, you know. Yeah. Um. I thought that was awesome. I didn't pick up on that. That's good. Uh, Jimmy. Um, uh, Shimmer, Shimmer, uh, the horse is, is from, uh, Shimmer. the second game. Um, so it was really neat. It was the young one, right? That's not the one they were riding. It was the, it's, the, it's just in the stables. Yeah. It was like a, a young horse, right? So obviously a pony, a pony, the horse in the, the, in the first game, the horse that they ride is named Callus. Oh, nice. oh yeah. deep cut. It's a, it's a terrible name for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't like that name. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Steve. Uh, just the, the fact that, uh, Marlon was, uh, catching a white rabbit. Uh, yeah. Good one. The, the oh. white rabbit is a, is a, it's a song. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a song. <laughs> it's a great but it's song. a visually catching moment in the game. Like yeah. it's iconic. It's, it's yeah. Like, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, look at bunny. It's dead because <laughs> yeah. Ellie's hunting. Have you it. ever seen that video of that, that streamer woman playing? No, but it's so fucking funny. Cause <laughs> that, you know, it's like a cut scene where the rabbit yeah, it, pe- it pops out. out yeah. It's whole. It's and super she goes, cute. It's like, oh, it's winter. Aww. And then the arrow goes <laughs> right into it. She neck. goes, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's an often memed cutscene. Just because, yeah, it's an adorable bunny, and then Ellie immediately kills it for food. <laughs> yes. Um. So we've already said Shimmer. Uh, I think. Oh, the bat. So that's what I wanted. I wrote down at the last second. Oh, so. The bat. Yeah, the the raiders that show up and the guy swings like a bat covered in like barbed wire at Joel. In the game, you can you can find bats and 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 uh, boards and stuff, and you can actually fabricate them with with barbed wire and nails and stuff, and make them one hit kill clickers and last longer. You can create different bats too. That's why I liked so much about it. Like you could put, make one that had like a, a buzz saw in it. I yeah, always, I always wanted to make that one. I was like, that's <laughs> definitely doing the most damage. Absolutely. Um, uh, Jimmy, so I I don't know. I this is probably just uh, digging too deep or, or overthinking it. But that that scene where they're sitting at the picnic table or the table when you, you first, uh, you know, Tommy, Ellie, and all them are sitting there, and Jackson and that little girl that kind of peeks in, and Ellie's like, "What?" Uh, looks a lot like a character from the second game, Dina. Yeah. So I I, I didn't really want to throw that out. I there. thought so too. Yeah. So I, I was like. Uh, maybe it was Dina. I think she looked Dina. really, really interested. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. And, you know, she looked, uh, she looked a lot like the, the character from the game. So I maybe they, they were just like, you know, let's throw her in there. I thought the same thing. Man. Yeah. That's, nice. that's a good pool. I didn't even pick up on that. Um, Joel using duct tape. Yeah. Yep. Duct I put, tape is I put one the, the tape. One of the, one of the main things you collect in the game to craft things. And it is just kind of neat to see Joel using duct tape to craft his shoes to be better. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you could have done that. Was he doing it to fix them or keep them warm? Like keep them. Fix them. Because the sole was yeah, coming yeah. apart. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's walking a lot. Yeah. Uh, I chose the, the rest of them are just kind of, you know, obvious or deep pools or whatever. But like I put winter in the game uh, just to, so we could talk about. Hold on. Um they they moved the seasons around in the show slightly, yeah. Um, just slightly, yeah, because the winter doesn't occur until after Joel gets hurt in the game, and that's quite a long sequence of fall 
Uh, and the seasons kind of matter thematically too. So it's, it is kind of worth talking about a little bit, yeah. but it just was interesting because it throws you off as, as someone who played the game very recently. When you see the snow open in this episode, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, I know where we are. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, Jimmy, you got anything else? Um, yes. Uh, obviously the big horns, that whole, um, go big horns. Yeah. That whole, uh, Woo! uh, scenario where they're you know they're walking they're on the horsebacks like you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. um even the the logo is exactly the same yep um that whole thing is just pulled straight from the game which is really neat so yeah literally the the talk about what college is yeah the big horns logo the monkey conversation yeah. the monkey jump scare that happens later yeah. yeah all of that directly pulled out of that sequence in the game yeah uh i just want to kind of throw out the wardrobe in general Everyone in this robe in this episode is wearing wardrobes, accurate gear, like from Tommy's uh, blue jean bomber jacket. Oh, nice! Uh, Joel's winter coat, that tan coat that he wears. Uh, Ellie uh, gets into that uh, pink and white striped hoodie at one point. Yeah, that is, that is a hoodie that she wears a lot in the games. Uh, very, very uh, costume accurate in nice. this episode. I was hoping you were going to say. Really fucking purple jacket. Really, it's eggplant. Really fucking eggplant jacket. <laughs> I I don't really have anything else except for I th- I believe, and this might be one of those obvious things. I think Ellie does read a diary in the game. Yeah, that does was my say, last one. Um, and then the dam. Sure. Oh, I have a ton. I have a ton more. Do you have any more? Run Jimmy? it. Okay. Uh, Ellie learning how to whistle. A lot of the the interstitial sort of conversation between joel and ellie like in this episode happen in the game at different parts like the the whistling conversation is one of the first conversations they ever have when they're by themselves in the game and so that was it was word for word taken from there Yeah, there are like sub conversations that you it, you can actually get an achievement for letting it doing, continue doing all of them like mm-hmm. little triangle will pop up above her head and she'll ask you a question so absolutely and then the, when he's teaching her what football is that is also the same the same type nice. of thing uh let's see the the dam the the whole dam sequence so in the game you meet marlene and tommy at the dam yeah in the first game you actually don't see jackson at all you right. just you just hear them like hey we're at this dam we're trying to fix it so we can get power to this uh commune we have it's really really great you're gonna love it but you don't really see it you see it from far away but you don't get to go into it until the second game uh and then there's this funny conversation with joel and ellie where joel's like listen I, I know what a dam does. I don't know how it works. And yeah. that's that was a fun little thing they have. Uh speaking of Jackson, in Jackson, the overall look is very accurate, even down to the snowmen. Yeah. Uh, and like the kids throwing snowballs at each yeah. other. Like there's an extended snowball fight sequence in the second game where you play as Ellie having a snowball fight with the, the kids in Jackson. Somebody did a mod where she's shooting them or no throwing up <laughs> Molotov cocktails. And it's so fucking funny because they're just, they're burning and she and going, you got me. <laughs> I really fucking hate that kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy's big ass sniper rifle. Uh, yep. he, he, that's what he carries in the game. Uh, in the room that Ellie is reading the diary and there is a hocus pocus sticker, like the movie. Uh, Hocus Pocus that, yeah. that was like oh hey I didn't catch that love that movie uh, the movie they are watching in Jackson is The Goodbye Girl in, from 1977 starring Richard Dreyfuss um, have either of you seen that movie because I, I have not so. I have not but okay. it, I, I'm proud that as soon as I heard his voice I was like is that Richard Dreyfuss oh yeah you and I both were like Richard <laughs> and you were like I that think Dick so Dreyfuss? <laughs> yeah Dick is that Dick. old Dick <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we already I love that movie <laughs> 
I saw that movie when I was 70. <laughs> At the premiere. That was a, the ripe young age of 70. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dick Dreyfus. I actually was three blocks away, but I'm a sniper, so I watched it through my scope. Through my scope, yep. I imagine myself taking a headshot on Dick Dreyfus the whole time. <laughs> of course I missed. <laughs> uh, the ending song, the Depeche Mode song, Never Let Me Down Again. Mm, uh, come on, lay it on us. There's a, that's a double, uh, double whammy. One, because it's a Depeche Mode song. We love it. Number two, that is the song that ended episode one. That was a song that started playing on the radio that went from Bill's. Uh, I guess Bill played that song to let them know there's trouble. Uh, yeah. he di- oh no, because he died. And it auto played. It auto played, and he was dead. Because and 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 that '80s song was supposed to signify there's bad times afoot. And if you know the story of the game, that is yeah. very accurate. <laughs> there are some bad times coming. It's winter. Yeah, winter's mm. coming, Chris. Oh God, <laughs> the Stark House words. Oh my gosh, that's never a good thing. It triggered me. Stark. <laughs> um, I got a couple more. Joe Cho- Joel choking out the guy is the you know the stealth oh, the animation. Oh, yeah. That's the move that he does. And then at one point, uh, Joel or maybe Ellie finds it. The packing list, like these are things you would pack up to. Joel to finds out. it. Yeah, you actually pick up that list in the game and look at it. And he's like packing list. It's oh. funny. He's like, this is what they made when they're packing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a packing it list. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? What could else could it have been? <laughs> But but that's the last Easter egg I have. Damn, went hard. Yeah, I didn't catch any of that. Uh, isn't the sheep a thing? Like, don't isn't there like a ba uh, moment in the game? Ooh, I think in one of the I'm games, dead can, ass. Can, I think it, it might have been. It might be the second game. I think it's the second one in the can, town. You can quote unquote pet a sheep. Yes, like, yes. trying yeah. to pet. See, you're laughing yeah. at me for no damn reason. <laughs> I was thinking about DLC about sheep. Oh. <laughs> Um, that brings us to our last segment, the outbreak performance, our favorite performance of the episode, Jimmy. Um, without a doubt, Pedro Pascal. I think that that whole scene, um, just really, I mean, really pushed it. I mean, we haven't seen that level of of emotion from his character, um, obviously because of who his character is, but, uh, he just kind of broke down and just let loose. And, uh, I think he did a really good job and, um, yeah, I really liked uh, his performance overall. Is this going to be one of those times where we all three pick the same person? I chose Florence. Oh, <gasps> good choice. She's my third animal. <laughs> I, I, chose, I chose Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Pedro. I mean, just for that scene of him confessing alone. Yeah. Like just, I mean, he had that glassy, watery, those glassy, watery eyes the whole time. Yeah, it's incredible. He's like, I can't do this. Like, ah, your heart breaks for the man right there. And then when he and uh, when Ellie tells him, like, you know, I'm not her and the way he's just like, don't you don't know what loss is yeah. like you can just the raw pain that that drives that man you just you feel it. you want to reach through the and because it's pedro pascal you want to reach through the the screen you want to give him a hug because that's the hottest guy i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Super Can't nice. for the edits yeah i mean it just and a powerhouse performance and, and everybody's going to be talking about it for a long long time uh but yeah i think that's it that brings us to the close of our episode six coverage thank you guys for listening as always don't forget to email the show again at streamingthingspod at gmail.com follow us on the twitter at stream you can follow me on instagram at movies are therapy and steve at underscore may zero five boom and jimmy oh my god that's right. That's right. Uh, and you can go, if you can, uh, to patreon.com slash streaming things and subscribe. If you can support us that way, that's wonderful. If not, you can do so for free by just listening to us and rating and reviewing the show. We but love also, you all. But also, if you want to give us money, you can also visit our merch store and get our Last of Us uh, t 
pills, baby. Pills, baby. Ooh. Shirt that is only going to be available while we cover The Last of Us. So get it while you can. Mine's, it, mine's shipping, so I got a notification. I should be getting mine. I need soon. to buy one while I can, so yeah. I can have that. Or send us Arby's money. That's great too. <laughs> <laughs> that was yummy. Yeah. But we are trying to lose. I ordered weight. a shirt, but I got Arby's instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went weird. to Arby's and all I got was this stupid shirt. It says <laughs> meat, pills, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> meat. <laughs> the meats, baby. Uh, That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. It's the end of the episode in the month of February, the month of love. So it's time to show some love to our brand new patrons this month. Uh, in our Try Before You Deny section, we welcome David Malfara. The Marty B VIP producers, we welcome Tanmay Jane, Garrett Pratt, Michael Brook, Professor Beth RN, Veronica, Ode Bianchers, Ibsliz, Droog, Samuel T, Drew Watkins, Brett Logue, Joseph Bowen, Kaylee Sampson, Nick, and Stephanie Bennett. Uh, in the Chocolate Pudding Producers section, we welcome none other than Renzo20, Claudia Garver, Kristen Glenn, Amanda Brown, John Cavett, Bruce Cullum, Maria Rojas, Candace Hensley, Logan Loftus, Hannah W., Kenneth Singletary, Matthew Unden, Carol Ann Quinn, Dan Wells, Max Grabinski, Kelly Nealon, Hannah T.S., Aurelio Reyes, Valerie Frazier, and Andrew Edelman. And finally, in the Friends Don't Lie producers tier, we welcome Baby Bella Twinkie Butt of Spotty Bottom. Maybe the greatest patron name in the history of patron names. And that has been our brand new patrons that we want to show our love to. Thank you.